Welcome to Your Food Looks Funny. I am Marcus T, and today's topic is why does food cost so much? I'm not eating that. Alright, today we're going to get into why certain foods and, you know, just food in general, why does it cost so much? So I have a few questions that I'm going to ask. Um, I'll give you some answers or some solutions that I have for these questions. And I have a story to tell you about uh, the cost of food at the end of this and uh, some more suggestions as to what could help you out in your own home dealing with some previous episodes that I've already done so far. Um, so we'll start off with the first question here. Uh, food. Where does your food come from? And I don't mean the store, people. Um, where does your food come from? How far did it have to travel to get to where you are? So me, I live on the East Coast. Okay. We don't have a, I mean, every place has farms, but we don't have year round growth like certain subtropical states do, like a Florida or a California. And I mentioned this before. So how long did it take for that food to get there? Depending on where that food was grown, you're basically paying for the food and the cost that it took for it to get there, let alone the fact that if it's something that comes from international. And I'll tie this into another question that I have is, is it in season? So if it's not in season where you live, chances are it had to travel from somewhere else in order for it to get to the grocery store near you. For instance, pineapple. Pineapple isn't grown here on the East Coast and in most parts of the uh, the continental United States. So we have to get it from, you know, a different country or Hawaii. These things have to travel to us. So going along with that traveling cost, you're now paying for shipping, which means one of those other things that we always worry about the price of, which is gas or oil. If the price of gas is going up or... There are certain blockades to us getting things from, you know, outside of our country. The price to get that item is now going to go up because the demand is higher than the actual supply. So you're paying for more than you think you are when you buy certain types of produce if it's not, you know, indigenous to wherever you are. So think about that when you get ready to buy, uh, you know, avocados or something that usually aren't from your area, again, unless you live near Texas or California or something where a lot of these things are produced and you can get them for cheaper. So where is it from and is it in season will determine how far it had to travel and how much you have to pay along with that traveling cost along with it. And us being in the whole COVID year of 2020 and so many different travel restrictions being given to different countries of not being able to go in and out with certain items different international items that have now become at a premium cost in order to get them. So again, keep that in mind when you're getting ready to buy something, how far it had to travel to get to you because that cost is going to be added in. Okay, moving on to the next question. Is it trendy? Is it a trendy item? Is it now part of some diet that's become very popular? Is it just a food that's been nicknamed a superfood now? We, we've had this with avocados for the past 10 years or so, and certain other items, coconut oils, have become popular. So these things are harder to produce, or they're only produced in certain areas, and the supply is not outweighed by the demand anymore. So the demand will also raise the price 
on things, if it's being advertised a lot or cooked with a lot or being shown in stores as a, a premium item, these things will now go into higher costs because they're trendy, especially if they're harder to find. If you have to go to a specialty store in order to get certain things, if it's organic or it's produced from a certain area or you know in a certain climate, these things now have a premium on the cost as well. Well, you'll start to get the gist of a lot of these questions. If certain items are in the category of all these questions, you can pretty much imagine the cost of them. So if it's from far away, if it's trendy, and the next question is, is it organic? Is it organic? And before I, so before I get into the next question um, on the, is it trendy? So if it's trendy and you're really, you know, wanting to get in on the trend of a certain item, you can. I mean, obviously, it's trendy for a reason. Pop music is pop music because it's popular. So it's not like you have to divert yourself away from what's popular. But these are the times where you can take the opportunity to zig when everybody else zags. So as everybody goes for the trendy item, maybe you look for the next trendy item. It doesn't have to be trendy for everybody. You're not looking to popularize it for the entire world. Is, is it going to be popular in your house? Or you can divert yourself back to the, the old staples. You may not be interested in this, but I am a big fantasy football player. And sometimes people go for the new hot rookie on the block instead of going for the old veteran who's produced for years. It's the same thing with food. Sometimes people want the new, you know, hot food that's very popular in restaurants and, you know, on commercials. And there's, you know, a new piece of cooking equipment directly set up to cook this one item sometimes that that's the time where you go back and revisit the old reliables that the supply is so high and the demand has now faded you know now you can get those items for cheap stock up on those and when i get to the end and talk about some ways to save uh, money in the house when it comes to food cost those are the times where you can stock up on those items that are you know on sale because people haven't bought them and you know you can use those in more of your dishes just find more creative ways of using them all right, so moving on past the question of is it trendy, we'll get into the point of is it organic, which kind of ties into it because organic has become a trend in itself. But is it organic? Okay, this now becomes a question of health, and health has now put a cost premium on everything. If it's organic, it's now considered healthier than its non organic counterpart. But don't let the organic label on a food let you believe that the food is automatically healthy. Because there are unhealthy foods that can be organic. You're now just cutting out, cutting out part of the process of getting to the actual food that you have in order to say that it's now organic. So there's a lot more work that went into making sure that product was organic. But it also now increases the, uh, the spoilage rate. So most organic foods have not been treated uh, with preservatives or any kind of pesticides or something. And I say most because there are some loose rules and laws when it comes to labeling foods organic and fat-free and all that other kinds of stuff. But you want to make sure that organic is not swaying you away from a different food. Because if you get an organic tomato, okay, and but you get canned organic tomatoes, and I'm glad I actually just said that because I have a tie-in with that. But tomatoes in general are a great example of what are you buying and if it was organic or if it was fresh versus if it was canned. And I've talked about this in an episode before, in episode six about vegetables. But the way you buy your vegetables 
needs to be conducive to what you're making. So if you're making a burger or a salad or something and you want freshly sliced tomatoes, great. Go ahead and buy the fresh ones. You know, you can choose between your organics and your not, depending on the cost and what you're willing to pay for. But fresh tomatoes are made for fresh, raw consumption. If you're going to cook them down, unless you're really bent on building the flavor profile yourself, canned is a better option. And that's, again, my opinion. But if you're stewing, if you're cooking down your tomatoes, you might as well have gotten them canned. First reasoning, because those canned tomatoes were picked at peak ripeness. So the nutritional value is usually not going to get any higher than them being canned unless you grew them in your own backyard, picked them, and then immediately went to the kitchen and started cooking them. Because the ones that you bought fresh in the store were probably a week old already when you got them because they had to get there and they're continuing to ripen as they were being shipped. So again, you're paying for the shipping cost. You know, you're paying for a product that doesn't have full nutritional value in it. And not only that, you're paying twice as much for a fresh tomato than you are for a canned tomato. So roughly, I think it's uh, 29 cents to a 15 cents value of fresh to canned. So the same amount that you're getting for fresh, you're paying almost double for what you would get in a can. Come on. So you might as well just get the canned tomatoes if you're making, you know, uh, spaghetti sauces or uh, sloppy joe or, you know, you're using tomato paste or whatever it is. Anything that you're going to cook down, you might as well have used a canned tomato. Again, I'm trying to help you save on your money here. Not only are you saving, and again, fresh usually tastes best. I get it. And if you're eating a raw slice of tomato, by all means, buy the raw tomato. But if you're just cooking it down into a sauce or something, go ahead and get the canned. You're keeping, it's better nutritional value normally, unless you grew it yourself in your own backyard. And you're getting it for half the cost, you know, per the same size for a fresh tomato. So keep that in mind. So uh, a major question that I want to interject here, going along with the cost of food. Can you afford to eat healthy? And my rebuttal question is that, can you afford not to? And there have been many debates that I've had with people about this topic. And we were all pretty much on the same side. But when it comes down to it is how many people are going to implement this here. So I'm not saying this as a nutritional guru. Okay, I've eaten a lot of fast food and other things in my life. So a lot of these things that I'm going to say about eating better um, kind of tie into the fact that you don't have to do all of them. All the suggestions that I give about cutting cost of your food or telling you why these things cost so much and, you know, you diverting yourself to a healthier diet or a healthier lifestyle doesn't mean I have implemented all of them. It's a few things at a time. Making smarter decisions a little bit at a time and being happy with them will help you out a lot more in the long run as opposed to trying all of them at the same time, you know, failing dramatically and then completely going back to the way that you didn't want it to be only to you know not be happy with it years from now. because I've noticed so many things over decades and I've had a story I'll have a story about that at the end of this so uh, stick around for that one but we've gone through some questions of where's it from okay the shipping cost that goes along with it is it trendy zig when other people zag on trendy foods um, is it organic is it organic uh, 
is the food that you're buying the organic version of it it and if you buy one organic thing that's another thing if you buy one organic thing today but you don't buy it organic tomorrow that's okay you've made a step in the right direction of getting you know slowly implementing more organic things into your you know your diet in order to knock out some of those preservatives and pesticides and possible problematic things in there as well um but transitioning from those questions into ways to actually help you in the house to save more money even if you're spending it on the more expensive items in the store or in the at the farmer's market using certain types of equipment in your home and i've mentioned this in an episode about uh the food saver we bought a food saver a few months ago and it's been very helpful again i'm not sponsored by them but if they want to send me a message you know to get your boy some kind of sponsorship i'd appreciate it but using a food saver, so they go from around 70 bucks to about 150 depending on the model that you get, but they're extremely helpful. And if you have a, a Costco or a sub, uh, Sam's Club, some type of big box store membership, normally they sell them there in package deals with extra rolls. So that's where we got, we didn't get our, we got ours from Costco actually. I mean, not Costco, we got ours from Amazon and then I buy the reply roll or the resupply rolls from Costco. I think it's like 30 bucks and you get like five rolls. So it's it's a good deal there. But now we can pre-portion out our meats. And again, it doesn't take long. The food saver works in like 15 seconds. So you put it in there, you it vacuums all the air out. And that's where a lot of spoilage in people's foods come from, from letting too much air stay around it. So the oxygen helps the mold and bacteria grow around your food, which eventually spoils it. Same thing if you put foods in the freezer. If you put it in a Ziploc bag that still has air in it, no matter how much you thought you squeezed out of it, there's still air in there. And that air has water vapor. So that water vapor is now going to freeze around it, which creates the freezer burnt taste and the extra frosty foods. You pull them out and it looks like a snowball in there. You can't even tell what, what it is anymore. So using the food saver will vacuum out all that air. So now you just have the actual item inside of it with... 99% of the air gone and it'll help you marinate foods faster and you know not only just saving on not going spoiled or not being freezer burnt you can marinate stuff faster you can pre-portion out stuff so it's just me and my wife so we just portion out two pieces of meat instead of having you know the full family pack with six steaks in there and you know you got to pop the pack open and then put some in the ziploc bag that eventually get frosty we can just do two at a time, but still buy things in bulk to save the money on it. But we don't have to worry about it being freezer burnt later. So people with larger families, this will help out. You can just, you know, cook it all at once and just vacuum seal it all together in one. But we pre-portion ours out because it's just two of us and she doesn't eat that much. So it's easier for us to just have smaller portions instead of us having a lot of leftovers, which is another thing. Having a lot of leftovers in your kitchen and not eating them and you'll realize how much you throw away if you just keep track of that for like two weeks so we started keeping good inventory and it, it doesn't have to be a huge thing where you know you have a spreadsheet and all this and that just pay pick a certain day of the week where you're going to go through the refrigerator and scan for what's not edible anymore and see how much you put in the trash how many leftovers you threw away you know how many pieces of meat that went bad or you know how many whatever you get the point you get the point okay i'm not gonna go on and on about that but you'll realize how much you throw away from the refrigerator with that 
So using the food saver, if you choose to get one, uh, cooking less. So cook the proper amount for what you think you and your family or whoever else is in the house is going to eat in order to eliminate the extra food waste. The last thing I'm going to talk about is something I've pulled from work, but it's rotating your stock. And by rotating your stock, I mean... If you have if you have eggs, uh, let's just say eggs, uh, people are really iffy about the expiration date on eggs. But if you have eggs, you know, and uh, your wife or somebody goes and buys more eggs and she didn't realize you had eggs in there and puts them in front and you start using the new eggs before the old ones, you're about to have old eggs or old milk or whatever. You get the gist. Whatever you have in your refrigerator that could possibly be bought again you want to make sure you use the old stuff first and it seems like a very stupid thing to say and like a no-brainer but you'll be amazed how much thing how many things just get pushed back into your refrigerators or in your cabinets of and you'll find that you had stale chips just sitting back there old cereal or you know you had that extra bag of sugar or whatever that was sitting back there that you just never used and you bought more unnecessarily Keep in mind what you already have. Make a list before you go to the store of things that you actually need. And uh, grocery lists have been around for plenty of time. But make sure that you've done adequate inventory of what you already have in your refrigerator, in your freezer, in your cabinets whenever you do a grocery store trip. So it doesn't have to be something where you have to go through the entire kitchen every time you go to shop. But you've already done adequate inventory before the last trip. So you know, hey... Last time I bought eggs, so we shouldn't need more eggs. Let me just double check for eggs or let me double check for butter or milk, but not everything that's in your freezer, refrigerator, cabinets, because it just takes all day. And by the time you've done your list, went to the store, came back, you don't want to cook. You want to put it away and then you want to go back to Popeye's and get you a four piece. Come on. That's what I would do. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm that person. I, I would do that if I hadn't adequately prepared. Um. So, yeah, food saver. Cooking less, rotating your stock, and the last thing that I wanted to talk about was a story that I had. So here we go. When I asked the question earlier about can you afford to eat healthy, and this is this is personal to me, but my mom, I've talked about my mom before. My mom passed away when I was 16. Okay, she was the epitome of health. She was in great shape. Uh, she was in her late 40s when she passed, um, but uh, I'm not sure exactly what happened. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but she drank a lot of water earlier in her life and not in her life, but earlier in my childhood, she drank a lot of Pepsi. She drank a lot of Pepsi. Like we kept a rotating stock. She was the first person I ever saw rotate stock, but she had, she kept a wall of Pepsi and we would go buy more and she would just rotate the old on top of the new. And we always had a stack of Pepsi in the kitchen, but she, all she drank was Pepsi all the time, all the time. And I'm not sure why it changed, but eventually it just faded out until the stock was gone. And she just pretty much converted to drinking water. She only drank water. And so she kept a water cup or bottle in the refrigerator and she would just drink out of that all the time, all the time. And I was still drinking a lot of juices and pops up until she passed. And it didn't really hit me until the summer before my junior year, which is the summer after she passed, when I went to give blood at a blood drive and the person went to draw the blood and stick the needle into my vein. She couldn't get the needle in. And she said, do you drink a lot of water? I said, no, not really. And she said, well, your veins are kind of thin. 
and I can't get the needle in. She was like, you probably need to start drinking more water, you know, in order to, you know, it'll help increase the size of your veins with more water intake. So I didn't know how to take that because I've already always been pretty small. I'm, I'm about 5'9", 150 to 160 pounds has been my weight fluctuation for roughly the past, you know, 15 years or so. So I didn't know how to take that, but I, I, I instantly converted. So I took a page from mom and I just kept a water cup in the refrigerator or I always had a water bottle with me and I would just drink water. It's not like I was drinking a lot, but if I drank anything, it was usually water until the next year where I went to give blood at the end of my senior year and I went to give blood and the lady goes, oh, yeah, good veins. You drink a lot of water. I was like, yes, I do. So within that one year. I noticed two things. Not only did my vein size increase, and again, I was a teenager, so it was a quicker recovery, but I've kept that same mentality over the past 15 years. If you ever see me walking around, I have a 40-ounce water bottle that I keep with me. I rarely drink anything other than water unless there's a good peach tea around. So if you got one, I'm down for it. But normally, all I drink is water, and I've increased my intake to about 80 ounces to 150 ounces a day, depending on if I drink two or three refills of that uh, bottle. But other than me just feeling better drinking water instead of pop or, you know, any kind of juice or anything, it cuts out a lot of the cost that you wouldn't realize. Okay. So if you want to increase your budget on food, I know drinks don't cost as much as food for the most part, but you realize how much you drink in a day, which you need water more than you need the food. So the water if you go to out to eat and you get water instead of a drink, you've cut out three to six bucks of, of your meal right there. That's that's room for dessert. If you just want to add the sugar at the end, you know, enjoy that. But that water helps me cut out on everything. And I've never been a drinker. So that that was always because of the cost, too. I didn't want to pay for a drink. Why? Why would I do that? Why would I? Why would I pay nine, ten? I saw how much we were charging at my job because of the cost and convenience of having it at a hotel you, you know you charge 10 to 12 bucks for for hard drinks i'm like i can get water for free water is free not only is it free it's essential so when you think about the cost of paying for your health do you want to pay on the front end for healthy foods or do you want to pay on the back end with medical bills and i'll leave it there so i hope some of these tips helped you out with uh why foods cost so much and um you know what the cost will help you with later but keep those things in mind hope you enjoyed yourself check out the show on yourfoodlooksfunny.com our latest recipes and donate to the show are all on there and i'll catch you guys on the next episode all right